Hello, 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 babe. Welcome to my podcast channel. My name is Natalie Venus, aka Magnetism Mystic on Instagram. And in this space, we're going to be talking about magnetism, magic, expression, and basically whatever else the fuck I feel like talking about. So sit back, relax, get your cup of tea, your blunt, whatever you need, baby, and get ready for this ride. Okay, welcome to another episode with me, your girl. It's been far out. It's been a hot minute since I sat down to record an episode with you guys. I think the last one was in April. It is now August and oh my goodness, so much has unfolded in my life since then. I guess hence why I haven't really sat down, but I wanted to jump on and chat today. Um, Gosh, this is such like a huge topic that I want to dive into. Huge in the sense that there's different layers to it. Um, And I guess I want to dive into... um, all of that. So I'm just trying to like help my ADHD brain navigate where to even begin. But let's start with, I am pregnant. So the last time I recorded an episode would have been a few weeks before I found out. Super, super, super exciting. Um, At the moment, I'm 24 weeks, so I'm coming up to the end of my second trimester, which is so, so exciting. Um, Baby girl has been kicking so much and super active and everybody's really excited. It's just ah, a bloody exciting time. But I want to talk about something that has come up for me, something that has really solidified and anchored in and um has just burst forth into my reality now as a result of this previous full moon in Aquarius I do feel like it's so related you guys divine timing is so 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 real and when I talk about divine timing This is a combination of the moon cycles and signs, how the moon is transiting through your personal chart, planetary timing, such as planetary days and hours, but also all the things that make up your own personal cosmic blueprint and your personal cycles. All of these things create this container of divine timing. And I want to talk about specifically what this Aquarius full moon highlighted for me um, and share that story as well. Oh my gosh, I just got a really big kick just then. Like, yes, mom, let's do this. (laughs) I'm expecting a Sagittarius girl. um, And if she comes when her due date is, but I don't really, you know, I'm not attached to that bullshit. But if she does 
do that. If she does come in that window, she'll also be an Aries moon like me. So very fiery and I'm actually here for it. So Aquarius full moon, a full moon is the peak of the lunar cycle. It's not the end. It is the middle when the moon is at her brightest, her fullest, the energy is heightened, right? Um, so this is a time where things become very clear. There's a lot of clarity. There's a lot of illumination. There's celebration. It's a time of manifestation and things coming to fruition full circle. And it was in the sign of Aquarius. Okay. The sign of the rebel. This brings a flavor of, and themes of rebellion, innovation, individuality, um, community, you know, all of that juicy Aquarian energy and the unique, beautiful vibe that she or he brings. <laughs> so, and the funny thing is this full moon was transiting my 10th house, right? It's not anything to do with birthing or children or motherhood, um, the 10th house is all about your career, right? Your um, public persona, your legacy, but childhood or children, birthing and motherhood is a huge um, prevailing theme in my life right now because I have been pregnant for the last six months and I have been planning my pregnancy and my postpartum and my birth Um so this has been something that has been unfolding over the entirety of the pregnancy, but this full moon really brought it to a climactic point where it was like, let's take action on it. You know what I mean? It was like at this point where I was, you know, things were very clear to me that I could no longer go on ignoring my intuition and what I was feeling and so the days following the full moon, as it moved into Aries, which is my natal moon sign, as it transited into my 11th house and then my 12th house, which is where my natal moon is. So again, the 11th house is traditionally ruled by Aquarius. So there's still that um, that influence. And it was only a couple of days after the full moon. So that's still you know, quite a prevalent energy. But then there was also the themes and the flavors that Aries brings, you know, courage, leadership, boldness, action. So <laughs> I realized I have been really ignoring and overriding my innate desires and needs and my baby's desires for our birth because it's our birth it's both of us this is our a big event <laughs> I decided to say no thank you goodbye fuck you <laughs> to um to a medical birth and 
to a medical pregnancy and I decided that I really, 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 really need to want to and desire to have a wild pregnancy and a free birth. And I want to give a little bit of backstory. So if you've been following along, if you've been um, listening to my previous podcast, if you've been following me on Instagram, YouTube, all of it, you'll know that back in January, I had a pregnancy loss and it was heavily influenced and involved in, oh, is that really the, I don't know. Um, basically it was a very medical event. Um, my body couldn't release that pregnancy on its own. Um, I was very, very, very quickly, like literally 12 hours later, I was in hospital um, going into surgery. So very quickly ushered into that process and, um, you know, given all the scaries about, you know, risk of infection and, you know, all those things are true, but I wasn't fully aware of all of the options available to me. And if I were to go through this again, I think I would do it differently. Anyways, I leaving that situation... I knew that next time I consciously conceived and became pregnant, I really, really, really wanted to step away from the medical path. I did not want to birth in a hospital. I didn't want to step foot into a hospital if I, unless it was an emergency. I didn't want to do the blood tests every two weeks and all the tests that they wanted me to do um, and that are you know, standard procedure. Um, and I didn't want to do all of the scans. I knew that I just did not want that path for me. It wasn't right for me. And so when I became pregnant again, so exciting, but I was also super, super scared. Um, after having experienced a loss and, how much that impacted me. I was terrified. I was so scared that I was going to lose this pregnancy. I was scared that, you know, something bad would happen or something might go wrong and that I wouldn't know if my baby is okay. Um, and so I got sucked into that process of, yeah, we'll do the dating scan and we'll do this scan and do a blood test here and there. I did decline the nuchal translucency test um, because, in my opinion, it's expensive and highly unnecessary um, for myself. That's my personal view. Um, and I did get some judgment from that from that from that choice, um, which was interesting to see. You know, birthing people are just not treated as sovereign in a medical setting they're just not um and it's a real shame so anyways I knew that I wanted to have a home birth so I knew I wanted to have a home birth I just needed to pause for a sec because <laughs> my cat was meowing at the door um so immediately I started looking into hiring a private midwife a private doula um, and was quickly 
um, quickly shown the reality that home birthing, just assisted home birthing in Australia is just super, super inaccessible. Um, if you go through the public system, there's like this whole criteria that you have to meet. And if you are giving birth for the first time, if you have not given birth before, it's an automatic no. Um, and hiring a private midwife, you know, the ones that were available to me in my area, you know, they have a focus on, appointments and care leading up to and after birth. So, you know, prenatal care and postpartum, it's not just a, Hey, I'll come to the event. (laughs) And so I spoke to a few different midwives and the cost was phenomenal. It was nearly $10,000 again, completely inaccessible for a regular family. Um, and so quickly my, hopes for a home birth felt so crushed. Um, I was so crushed and I remember thinking, you know, I want to do this on my own terms. Like if I can't have someone there, I'm having a fucking free birth. I don't care. But when I posed this to my husband, You know, at the time he was so terrified of that thought. He was like, absolutely not. Like we need, (laughs) we need to have that assistance and someone who knows what they're doing. And, you know, what if something goes wrong and all of these things. Right. So I was like, okay, like, fine. I guess we'll do this the way that I don't want to do it. And, um, I started to go through that process. So I contacted the Canberra Birthing Options, which is the first point of access for coming into midwife care through the public um, health system in Canberra. I initially tried to contact them when I was 10 weeks And I kept trying to contact them. I had a doctor send a referral saying, yes, she's pregnant. (laughs) And just for context, you're supposed to have your first appointment at like the latest at 16 weeks. I was 22 weeks when I finally got through to them. And again, I had to keep contacting them. It took 12 weeks to get through. And really that should have been my first sign (laughs) that this is not it. Anyways, um, I did that. I got to my first appointment. You know, the midwife was really lovely. Um, I couldn't get into the birthing center, couldn't get into continuity, continuity of care which is, you know, having the same midwife throughout the care of my pregnancy and my birth, which meant that I was going to be seeing a different midwife every single time. And I would have no idea who was actually going to be there the day of me going into hospital. Um, So I had to go into a birthing suite. I said, I really, really have my heart set on a water birth. And she's like, cool. Most 
you know, rooms have pools available or, um, you know, birthing pools available. You just have to request it on the day. It was all very, I just, throughout the entire process, um, and from, from week 10 to that week and beyond, I just felt so, I can't really describe the feeling, but just like a deep no in my system, in my body, um, at the idea of birthing in hospital. I just knew, I just knew that everything was going to be a battle. Everything was going to be, you know, received with pushback. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that hospitals will enforce and, you know, they're not, their policies, not laws, but, you know, the people that work at the hospitals, they are working under those policies. And if they don't follow those policies, they can get in trouble. And a lot of time they're just not willing to risk that. Um, I just knew that, and I was preparing for battle. Like I was preparing for battle. I was preparing for myself to go into hospital on the day, to have to fight for the birthing pool, to have to fight for no interventions, for no monitoring, for, you know, me to be undisturbed, for all the things that I want. I just knew that this environment was going to fuck my birth up. It was going to fuck the whole thing up. And instead of me coming in focused and ready to birth my baby girl and get in the zone, I would be coming in ready for battle, ready for a fight and with my defenses up and just the intensity of that and the fear around that. I just kept feeling a strong no in my body and in my system. And I, you know, I've been recently in the recent weeks, really planning for my postpartum, planning for my birth, planning for the support that I'm going to have in terms of like who I want to be with me in the room, like my husband, my sister, um, my mom's. And I just, yeah, it just came to a boiling point when this, Aries moon was moving into my 11th house just after the Aquarius full moon. I just felt like I'm not fucking doing this. Like I just had this sobering grounding moment where I was like, I never wanted this. I never wanted this and I still don't want this. And if I go ahead with this, if I continue going to these appointments, if I continue doing these tests, if I have my birth in hospital, I'm doing it for everybody else's benefit and comfort and going against my own and going against my babies as well, ultimately. And I was like, oh my God, no, like I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. It's not happening. And that was the moment I decided to reclaim my birth and yeah, tell everybody what's up. So I sat my husband down and I was like, I cannot do this. Like I am not willing to birth in a hospital. I'm not doing it. 
I am not willing to have this sacred event in an environment for sick and dying people and medical emergencies. I wrote down because <laughs> my husband's and, and I can be like this too, but my husband is very logical. He likes to have like, you know, all the points in front of him. And, you know, so I wrote down like the pros and cons of birthing in a hospital and the pros and cons of birthing at home. And it was so obvious. It was so obvious that birthing in hospital was not going to be it. And this meant that all the responsibility goes on us because the only pro in my eyes of birthing in a hospital was that we would have medical support there if something were to go wrong. Um, Not that it's highly likely that it would go wrong, but I was like, it's actually not okay for us to go into this situation anyway and completely be leaning on and depending on other people. We need to take responsibility for our birth. Um, So that's what we're doing. We are going wild (laughs) the rest of this pregnancy, having a wild pregnancy. I will not be doing any more tests I will not be going to any more appointments. I called the hospital. I said, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it, but we are no longer in need of your services. We won't be attending any more appointments. Um, And we're having a free birth, unassisted. We're not having any medical professional there. No midwife, no doula. We are doing it ourselves. And I feel so powerful. I'm the kind of person who, when I'm going to do something, I will research the fuck out of it. I will learn the hell out of it. So from the moment that I found out that we were pregnant up until now, I have been learning so, 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 so much about pregnancy, about birth, about postpartum, all of the things I have been listening to so many stories um, and absorbing all of the medicine from women who have free birth at home and just learning all the facts, learning everything that I need to know. So I already um, coming into this already feel quite equipped. Like I feel competent. I feel capable. I'm still going to keep learning as now our plan is changed and we are Um, having a home birth. So now I need to prepare for that and, you know, gather the things that I want to have to facilitate that. Um, But I just feel so powerful. And my husband was like, I completely understand. Like he completely understood everything I said made so much sense And he was scared. And I was like, that is okay. But at the end of the day, he supports me. He believes in me. He trusts me and he has my back. And I was so prepared to have to battle for this as well. So it was just so nice to receive that trust and to know that, yes, he's scared, but he's prepared to learn and to um, prepare for this with me. 
And I'm just like, fuck yeah, I feel so fucking liberated. And it's just, it just feels so good. It just feels so good. I'm so excited and sleeping on that and waking up the next day. It just was so much more solidified. It was like, yes, of course, fuck yes, we're doing this. I'm so ready. And of course, there's a little bit of fear. Of course, there would be, uh, but the thing is, (laughs) there was a lot more fear around birthing in a hospital. I think rightly so. Um, And the interventions and the risks that are involved there. I'm just so excited to do this my way and to do this in a way that I know is going to be beneficial for not only myself, but for our baby Um, to have that calm environment, to have the support that she needs um, and for us to know how to manage whatever comes our way during that process. Um, This is something that, you know, women do and and birthing people do all over the world, um, particularly in countries that are not developed or where there's not you know, access to birthing in a hospital and, you know, birth has become such a medical event and it's just not, it's not a medical event. And I'm so happy to be doing this my way. And it just really showed me, you know, following my intuition is always right for me. And my family trusts me because I trust me. You know, I, The next day I told my sister, I told my mom, everyone, you know, surprising. It really surprised me, especially my mom. I was like, oh, she might be a bit worried about this. But she was so fucking supportive, so on board um, and is helping me get my birthing pool and, you know, is so ready to get on board with creating the birth environment and being there, being present during the birth itself and um, being a part of this sacred circle of people who love me and love our baby girl and are ready to welcome her into the world in a beautiful, beautiful way. And it's just such a powerful lesson that you know, taking responsibility for your own magic is the most powerful thing you can do. It really is in whatever context that context that means. And for me, taking responsibility for my magic in this context means taking responsibility for my birth and how I desire to birth. And it's just so interesting, I think, and amazing the way that this has happened. And, you know, the reason I spoke about what the moon was doing and where she was transiting for me is because it's so, so relevant. You know, that is divine timing at its finest at work. Divine timing will always affirm and anchor your own intuition, your own desires and your own needs and give you that push to actually go after it and make it happen, which is exactly what happened for me here. And I want to share this today with you guys because I don't know, maybe someone needs it. Someone may need this message, even if you're not pregnant or giving birth, you know, I, 
feel like this message needs to be out there. Even just the lesson in divine timing here and learning how to work with it and how it influences you. Even if you don't think you are (laughs) being influenced by it, but the message here, the message I want to share is that your intuition is safe guidance. Your intuition is safe guidance. And you never need anyone's permission to be your own leader, right? It's not your job to do what makes everybody else comfortable and it's not your job to ignore your intuition for the benefit of others' comfort. If you desire deep trust, please know that it will not come through making anybody else the expert. And I just can't wait to go so deeply into this, I guess, energetic, this code, (laughs) this lesson, deeply, deeply, deeply inside of my upcoming course, Cosmic Witch. Um, We'll be really deeply exploring divine timing, the way it influences you and how to work with it. Um, to amplify and align your magic. So if you are feeling the pull to join me in this space, let me just tell you a little bit about what that entails. So inside of Cosmic Witch, we'll be deeply exploring the moon signs, cycles and transits, planetary timing and all of the different elements that create your own cosmic blueprint and your own personal cycles. All of these different pieces that create this beautiful, powerful, potent influence called divine timing and how to apply it to your life, how to apply it to your magic so that you can know what kind of workings to do and when in order to really tap into this beautifully kismet cosmic playground that is available for you to explore. So it's three weeks long and we're starting on August 29th and already inside There are so many juicy things for you to dive into before the content even begins. There is a meditation workbook and a ritual guide for the full moon, waning moon, new moon and waxing moon. So this is all about creating spell work that slaps you know, timing that feels so good where you trust in the outcome and you can see clear evidence of your workings working. It's about knowing how to create the most kismet cosmic environment to nourish and nurture your spell work so you can receive exactly what you want. It's about transforming the way you approach your practice and your magic in a way that feels liberating and empowering. 
I will be teaching you how to work with all of these elements of timing to provide the support and structure that your magic needs to thrive, grow and succeed. So in this space, through this container, you will be able to feel intimately connected to the cosmic wisdom and divinity that is within you and around you, building a kinship with your own cosmic blueprint and the celestial powers that be. So I am very, very excited, but also just in this deeply grounded, powerful, knowing way. I don't know how to describe that feeling, but this is really what has transformed my own magical practice and allowed me to deeply trust in my own power. You know, I used to really feel like the power was outside of me. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you feel like magic is more powerful when you allow others to work on your behalf or allow others to cast for you. And I really want to bring you back to a place of knowing and feeling your own power and feeling that support from within, but also from the cosmic environment around you. Really learning how to work with these elements can amplify your magic in an incredible way and really take it to the levels that you want it to go to. So I would love to invite you into this space if you're feeling the call, if it feels aligned. I'm going to pop a link in the description um, down below. So you can join me. You can literally get started for $33 a month. I have an extended payment plan available. So this course is $400. Um, It has so much juiciness inside. I can't even. Oh, my God. Everything that you need to learn how to take this into your stride and really breaking down these um different elements in a way that is so digestible and easy to apply, which is the main thing. Um, So you can get started for as little as $33 a month. I really wanted to make this accessible as fuck because I wholeheartedly believe that this will benefit you and your magical practice so, so much. So the invitations there, if you feel called and if it feels right for you, I would love for you to join me inside. That is the end of this episode, I think. I think I'm going to do another episode soon on how I manifested this pregnancy potentially. Um, We'll see. We'll see. But if you enjoyed this episode, do let me know. Find me at Magnetism Mystic on Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know what you think. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my story. (laughs) And I really hope that, you know, the lessons and the messages that I shared, the medicine that I shared here benefits you. Um, I will see you sometime soon. Next episode. Bye.